Good morning, everybody. Lucky to be with you in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. What a beautiful time we had in His presence this morning. Wasn't that amazing? Amen. Let me put, let me give you a little bit of behind the se- behind the curtain secret. That's none of those songs were planned. None of them were planned. This morning when I was yeah, in prayer <laughs> we time. This morning. <laughs> do you know the first song? I was I was actually having prayer this morning at about four or so. And I was just sitting there, sitting there, and then Trish came and joined me, and we were listening to, at the mention of your name, I was praying with that, and the Holy Spirit said, play this song today. They had never heard the song, so I sent it to them at about, what, what time did it come six, through? Six, I think. Came through at about six. six, six yeah. So they quickly worked on it, and then when I got here, I didn't know that they had chosen All Hell King Jesus, and All Hell King Jesus got similar chords, so we were able to flow in one song. Mm. And um, you see, just listen to the Holy Spirit. And then there's not even pressure for ministry. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to worry about chords or timing or, you know, all those musical. <laughs> just listen to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Even if they play wonky chords, we're just going to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Awesome, man. Yeah, 22 years. I've known my wife for 25 years. We've been together, but 22 years married. It's been amazing. The best investment we've, you've ever made, eh, babe? <laughs> I think we was the right one. Yeah, yeah. I was going to just uh, <laughs> see if I get a reaction there. No, definitely. I, I can't say that. Yo, man, she is the best thing that ever happened to me. Aww. She is amazing. I love you lots, my bad. <laughs> and she gave me such beautiful kids. They're brats, but they're beautiful. <laughs> My dad always used to say... She's not impressed. She's like, (laughs) listen. You know, when they used to come home with their maths marks, we used to say, at least you got looks. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) My dad always used to say, as long as the kid's healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Awesome. Praise the Lord. We're allowed to have uh, fun in church, amen? I always have to say that because sometimes I feel like some people have been baptized with vinegar. Sure. But yes, we've had an amazing, amazing uh, um, couple of weeks on this, eh? Sin and me. Have you guys been enjoying it? It's been very challenging, hasn't it? Because we've been dealing with uh, certain things that, you know, they're not on the, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll category. We've been dealing with hot stuff, you know? And it's so important that we understand the difference be- between being a spiritual person and a carnal person. Amen? Just what I was saying this morning, the thing that will separate us from the world is just knowing His voice, you know? It's so important to be able to hear His voice. It's the very thing that is life or death in your, in, in your circumstances, in your everyday existence, yeah. you know? Um, <clears throat> so for me, you know, reading the Word, studying the Word has always been very important to me, but I said to Bash years ago, and he knows it. I said, I don't want to be known as the theologian or the guy that can quote the scriptures or whatever. I said, I want to be the guy that when people come to me, I hear the voice of the Lord. You know, because I can give you a scripture in your, in your, in your desperation or in your time of need. But if you don't hear the empowerment of the spirit behind the scripture, if you don't sense the life of God with the scripture, the Bible says that the scripture can actually kill you. Because you might run out with the scripture and you might try to appropriate it in your flesh, with, within your own knowledge, within whatever captivation has taken place in your soul. And you, you now try and exercise the scripture out in your own strength. And 
it brings death and not life. Yeah. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the key to the Christian walk. Amen. Amen. He is everything, guys. He is every turn to person next to you. Say, man, Holy Spirit is my everything. <laughs> That's quite funny, actually. <laughs> now, now it looks bad, whichever one I take. I don't know. I'm going to So are you with us, guys? And that's why we're stressing over the last couple of weeks, you know, we have to grow in the voice of the Holy Spirit. That is the change that has to take place. I just want to write down the quote that the Holy Spirit gave me in prayer while Bash is taking a swig over there. You're supposed, when I'm doing this, you're supposed to be filling the... Sorry, man. The mini <laughs> sip on a mini bottle here. Mini pasta. It's terrible. Yes, my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, we've had, a, we've had a good journey. I think it's three weeks, four weeks. And, um, you know... Uh, I know for a lot of the feedback that we got, um, a lot of people were like, whoa, we never thought about it like that, you know? And um, I don't know if what, what your quote is in line with. I don't want to go off that point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going okay. to quickly read it. Yeah. It's what the Holy Spirit gave to me. I think it was yesterday, yesterday morning or the morning before, and he was saying, the blood of Christ deals with our redemption from the curse of being under Adam. Then we can't stay there. We must move, in, move now into walking with the Spirit. The blood redeems us from one position to the other. So the blood of Christ gives us our, our positional righteousness. Turn to the person next to you and say, positional righteousness. Okay? But the Spirit of Christ leads us into experiential Christianity. The Spirit will lead you into experiential righteousness. Now, there's a huge gap there, guys. There's a massive gap. Just being in the right position doesn't always allow you to experience everything. Are you with me? We need to use that, ex that, that position, appropriate the Holy Spirit. Do you know that Jesus said that it is more beneficial for you? Now listen to this, guys. I know this sounds crazy. Jesus said in his, with his own mouth, he said, I must go so that the Holy Spirit can come. And then he said, it is to your benefit that I go. And that the Holy Spirit comes. Isn't that amazing? Why? Because Jesus was bound to flesh. He was bound to a body of flesh, not to, you know what I mean, to the body. And he couldn't be omnipresent. And what he was saying, he was, you know, and you say this to people and they think, are you mad? Jesus is our, our salvation. Jesus is, he's our everything. But Jesus himself said, you can do more things with the Holy Spirit with me gone than with me here. I know that sounds awkward to some people, but go read it in the Scripture. That's how important it is to walk with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Who could have ever thought that? The one who lays down his life, redeems us from the curse, turns around and says, it's better for me to go. Wow. And he said there's another coming of the same fruit. Amen. Oh, we have, to, we have to fall in love with the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, we have to make sure, guys, that we, we have that growth. We see that growth. But what is the thing that's stopping us from growing from a carnal person to a spiritual person? You know, there's, there's the, the importance of making the jump from carnality to spiritual is that we first have to see how impotent our own strength is. We have to see in our heart, not in our intellect. We have to get to that connection point where we realize 
There's nothing in this world that can suffice for my heart to be at peace. Amen? No cars, no careers, no houses, no celebrity status, no nothing can actually suffice. So that's number one. Number two, you have to actually see how pathetic you are in your own strength. That's not getting down on yourself. That's coming to the realization that there is one greater than you. Amen? And if you have all of his resources at hand, why would you choose to use your own? Amen? But that's the kind of thing where, you can, like Corinne said, which was so great this morning, is that when you value something, you can't separate commitment. Because when you truly value something, you'll be drawn to commit to it. Are you with me? So you need to see the value in walking with the Holy Spirit. Man, I've had opportunities where I've sat with a uh, um, marketing manager once, with a uh, marketing manager of Coca-Cola. I was dealing with uh, Nick Marcel. And uh, Nick Marcel had one of the guys there, and we were sitting and chatting about a business idea. And, man, the numbers were getting thrown at. All the stuff was getting just, it was getting put out there, the pros and the cons, and this is how much the profits could be, this is how much this could be. It looked good. It smelt good. The guy speaking smelt good. You know what I'm saying? It looked good. His hair was in perfect place. Everything looks so professional, so grandeur. And the Holy Spirit goes, no. That's life or death, guys. You can invest your time, your money, your energy, and in the moment, it's gone down the tube with a nice idea and not a God idea. Are you with me? It's true. The Holy Spirit. Turn to the person next to you and say, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. is more precious than silver and gold. Now you can jump in. Sorry. No, no, <laughs> you sure? You're, you're on fire there, man. You're going. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's yeah, see. But, but I think with what we were talking about, you know, spirituality versus carnality, you yeah. know, it's, uh, and I mean, we were talking earlier in the week. <laughs> And uh, you guys know there's a lot of content out there, YouTube, you know, podcasts, all that stuff. So uh, everyone, uh, anyone here know, uh, what's his name, Jordan Peterson? Jordan Peterson, right. So he's, he's very cool. He always has some uh, insightful views, you know, on a lot of topics. And obviously he's been talking a lot more about Christ in probably, what, the last year or two, I think? Mm -hmm. You know, because he had that near-death uh, experience where he got so sick and then, you know, through it all he discovered Jesus. And he's like, flip, this guy's actually the way. What the heck, you know? Um, and he's become more vocal about it. So he, he's having this panel, and around this panel is a whole lot of highly experienced, qualified, educated guys, right, from all different kind of circles, you know, but mostly like religious circles, you know, so Christians, uh, different denominations, there's some Jewish people, there's some psychologists, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> so um, one of the guys that's there, Jewish background, you know, he, because uh, you mentioned this video to me, and I went and watched it, you know, yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, he established Prager University. You guys know Prager University, Dennis Prager, right? So he makes his he's from a Jew traditional Jewish background, and he makes a statement because a specific topic comes up around this table, you know. And he makes a statement, and he says, you know, um, his traditional view, right, is that they are not so much concerned with the inner man when it comes to morality as much as they're concerned with how you behave. Okay? Now listen to what he's saying. He's saying that, listen, it doesn't matter what's in your heart or what you're carrying. Just behave correctly. Right? 
This is now the traditional Jewish view of things. Jesus even spoke to these guys, and they, he said, listen, you're doing everything right, but inside, what's going on? Are you guys with me? Inside, what is happening? You know, and, and that's what we've been tackling the last couple of weeks, where we're saying, listen, doing well, that's, that's 100%, doing the things right, you know, what seems right, you know, all that sort of stuff. There is a certain amount of value to that, but understanding what drives us to do good is where we as believers are called to live from. Are you with me? And that is being led by the Spirit of God. Are you with me? Let's go to Matthew 23, verse 27-28. Yeah, this part of Matthew, there's just like red everywhere. That's great. We like it when Jesus speaks. Are we there? 23, 27, 28. So it says this, Woe to you, teachers of the law, and Pharisees, you hypocrites, ouch, um, you are like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Are you with me? Now, is Jesus condemning acting righteously no he's not condemning that but what he's addressing is that the what is inside is more important than what is on outside are you guys with me because like we've seen numerous times in scripture and you know over the years that we've taught here we've seen that whatever's on the inside produces what we see on the outside are you guys with me and over the last couple of weeks when we're talking about spirituality and carnality Typically, when you are a carnal person, you are only living with signals from the outside. Like the Coca-Cola example that you had now, you know? Yes, see, this must be a deal. This is Coca-Cola, biggest brand, everyone here is professional. This is great. On the inside, if you gave into that, it would be because you wanted a big break or a big deal or something. But the Holy Spirit inside of us speaks life. He leads us into all righteousness, into all truth. Amen. And last week, we broke down an example where we were talking about, I think, you, did you use the Tinder example, the dating one? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, you know? And, and we broke down the example of you could choose a carnal approach to any situation that you have in life, or you could choose to be patient and listen to the Holy Spirit. Are you guys with me? Listen to the Holy Spirit. Now, those two limitations that you gave just now become very, very important, guys. You know that. Because when we look at things, what do we do? We look at things in context of how they can solve our problem. Hello? Right? We don't look at things objectively for everything that they are. Hello? I need this now. I'm going to get that one thing. Okay, but what about the other seven things that are going to get impacted? No, no, it's fine. I just need this one thing. Are you guys with me? And when we live as carnal people, right, we always choose the one thing and ignore those seven consequences on the side. Are you guys with me? That's why God is calling us to true life, abundant life. Because you see, as long as we're living in that carnal realm, we're always going to have, wow, life is good, but. Are you with me? Life is good, but. But God wants us to be, hey, life is good. Are you with me? Life is good. He wants to lead us 
in righteousness. He wants to lead us in peace. He wants to lead us in fullness, in wisdom. Are you guys with me, right? So everywhere we go in life, whatever our decision needs to be, right, whatever we're looking for, whoever we're dealing with, you know, what, maybe we have a plan. We're like, oh, Lord, I need a 10-year plan. Cool. You can, you can need a 10-year plan. That's fine. But just make sure who's, devi- who's defining that 10-year plan, right? I would suggest if you want to make a 10-year plan, speak to the dude who wrote the 6,000-year plan. It's, it's a good one to go on. It's been a, a few millennia and he's been on point. You know what I'm saying? He's calling out, th- he called out things thousands of years ago that we are seeing appear now. And I mean, they've appeared before, you know, in history, but we're seeing come to light now. Are you with me? He knows the end from the beginning, right? But the key is this, guys, is that, you know, and I think, I think we were talking about it on Wednesday because um, in discipleship school, we, we're discussing uh, um, law and grace, right? We're talking about what the true grace of God is in the Bible, right? And I think the discipleship school students can agree some of it was a bit, wow, interesting, right? But the thing is this, is that um, God is calling us, right, to become skillful in a different realm. Are you with me? In a different dimension. And that is the dimension of your heart. Are you with me? We're all skillful, and you use the example all the time. If, if a boss comes to an employee and says, listen, do this course. Learn how to do this thing. It's going to create opportunities for you. Right? What are you all going to do? Flip. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to grow. I want to move on. Right? I want to do things. Great. How much more if the Bible tells us, guard your heart, should we make that a priority? How much more when Jesus says, if you don't understand Mark chapter 4, right, where it talks about the, 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 the seed and the soil, if we don't understand that, we're not going to understand anything of the kingdom. How much more should we devote our lives to understanding these principles? Do you know someone who is spirit-led, right, will have countless more opportunities beyond their own needs, right, than someone who pursues education? Do you know that? Think about it. I studied. I've got tons of opportunities in finance because of I studied. But I walk with the Holy Spirit, and not only do I have opportunities in my personal life, whether it be in finance or anything else, but I have opportunities to serve others. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you were saying, is that when a person comes to you for help, you want to be in that position where you can say, listen, this is what the Word of God is saying, where the Holy Spirit is giving you that right uh, um, a piece of scripture with life at that moment in time. Are you with me? So we all agree there's so many things we should be skillful in life, guys. But have your priority list in check. Make sure that you're doing the most critical thing, and that is learning how to become uh, um, effortlessly in tune with his dimension. Are you with me? Absolutely. So beautiful. You know, the other day, folks, I was sitting and uh, ministering to one of my wife's clients, and they are, they've got a, they're a top duo. It's a husband and a wife, and they do life coaching. And um, I mean, they're well-known life coaches. They've written books. They, they have massive seminars where people pay, I think it is, she said to me, a thousand, sometimes more, a thousand rand to be in a, senim- a seminar. And um, these guys give them all these life coaching tools, you know? And at the back end of everything, 
They're coming to a pastor for, for ministry. It's, it befuddles me. <laughs> How I look back into the world and I go, so the world is running after these life coaches. These life coaches are giving them all the tools for it. Nothing's actually working. The guys that are giving it to them are coming to ask people like us how to handle life. But the world can't see it. What? Guys, that, that is so crazy for me. I don't know about you. People are giving them thousands of rands, hours after hours, following them weekly at seminars, buying their books, doing their courses, and they can't pick up in their hearts that these people don't know what they're talking about. They can't pick up in their hearts that these people might be giving them just regurgitated uh, ideas, but there's no life in the person dispensing it. It's crazy. Do you see why the Holy Spirit is so important? His presence in your life is so important. You can see a con man coming from over the hill. Before he even gets to you, your heart's already shut down. I ain't taking your nonsense. Yep. Are you with me? Did you know there's an old saying that says you can't, con, you can't con a con man? In actual fact, the only person you can con is a con man because he's operating under the same spirit. Just as much as he's conning people, I'll be able to con him because <laughs> it's all flesh. They can't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's like a dog whistle. You know, have you seen all the, dog, uh, all the animals out there and they blow the dog whistle and the dogs go, whoop. But everybody else just carries on, but the dogs are like, what was that? Yeah. That's, the, that's the difference between us and the turkeys. I mean, last week I was preaching about turkeys. I don't know where they came from. But that's the difference between the children of God and the dead spirits out there. Yeah. They're dead spirits, guys. Call it what it is. If you haven't been regenerated by the Holy Spirit, just by the way, without the Holy Spirit, there is, no re, there is no regeneration. You're not born again. You're not born again. You're not alive in your spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, there's no salvation. You can't get saved, yeah? Amen? Are you with me? Even when you get reborn in your spirit, you're still not saved, yeah? So this is the key. The Holy Spirit is the key to your success. You know, these are prescriptions. Did you know that one thing Dennis Prager does bring out quite well is he takes the laws of God and he says the way we must see them is we must not see them as commandments. In actual fact, in the original Hebrew, when you read about the commandments, he says the way we should look at them is as prescriptions. You know, like when you go to the doctor, he prescribes a certain, uh, um, uh, what do you call a routine of medicine and, and whatever, whatever. He's not forcing you to do it. He sees the condition and he goes, there is a condition here that needs this. Are you with me? If you don't take your medicine, the doctor's not going to go and kill himself. He's going to move on to the next one and he's going to prescribe the same thing. Amen? So God looks at us and he goes, this is a prescription for the fallen man. If you live by this, you will experience life. Amen? But what's even better than just giving us a set of prescriptions? Jesus comes and fulfills all the prescriptions, okay? 
He then stands in our place, takes our curse, gives us an exit point from ourselves in our weakness, and he says, enter into me, and now you can live and enjoy all those prescriptions. And not only does he do that, he says, I must go because when I go, I'm going to give you a life coach who's going to help you live out those prescriptions. Mm. Hey? That's a big deal. Think about it. You have the life coach to lead you all the time. When you're down, he, he picks you up. When you're off the track, he pulls you back. Amen? You have him. If you don't appropriate him, for me, it would be the greatest disappointment in, in Christ's eyes. He goes to the cross, finishes his work so that the real work may begin in your heart. But most Christians settle for positional righteousness. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven one day. Lekker, lekker. I got the tickets. I'm on my way. But the Holy Spirit's here to do a much deeper work. He wants to deal with the hidden sins of your life, the hidden sins in your heart. He wants to deal with the whys, not the what. The prescriptions say what you must do. The Holy Spirit wants to deal with why we do it. Amen? Amen? Why we do it. He says, in James, he says, you can't get bitter water and fresh water from the same spring. It's impossible. So you can't just go and do the behavior like that guy's saying, when the, and it looks good, it looks fresh on the outside, but the heart is bitter. Eventually it's going to do full circle and it's going to catch you out. Amen? Yeah. Man, can you imagine having the greatest life coach with you? He's constantly got his arm around you, walking with you, encouraging you, even when you're making mistakes, even when you miff with him, even when you're complaining. He's got a way out for you. He's talking to your heart and he's saying, no, man, come on, you can get out of this thing. This is why. This is how you get out. This is where we go. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. But we want to run and give thousands of rands to some guy who his own life is falling apart. To give us advice. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. The scriptures say in Hebrews that no man will teach you. The Holy Spirit will teach you. That's a promise from God. We can dispense a level of prescriptions from you, a level of life from you. But there's a whole nother level when you go and connect to the Holy Spirit yourself and experience His voice in your circumstances. That's right. Yep. Amen? 100%. So we are, listen, we're just under shepherds. We're just messengers, to bring the message to remind you of who you have inside of you, what you have inside of you. Get out of this carnal mindset. You know, carnality is actually a disease. It's a sickness. Amen? And we must go from being a carnal Christian to a spiritual Christian so we can experience this thing. How many guys have got kids? And how many times have you seen, you watch your children as they're growing, and you, and you go, yes, they're just not listening. What? <laughs> Parents never think that. <laughs> Come on. You know, and you see the potential. You see everything that is right at their fingertips, and then you tell them this, 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 and then they just, like, they just don't take it. Are you with me? Isn't it frustrating? Huh? Don't you sometimes want to just beat it into them? <laughs> <laughs> Take now, Jaden's looking very condemned there. Just relax, Jaden. I'm using this example, not you, parenting, okay? 
So, so you, know, you know that frustration? That's how God's looking at us. He's going, I've done this. I've prepared this. I've set this up for you. It's all at your fingertips, but you just don't want to take it. You're still sitting back and going, thinking that your own way is going to benefit something. It never does. It's always death. I never said it. The scriptures say, to be carnally minded is to be dead. A carnal mind is death. It cannot produce life. Amen. And all God is actually asking us is to harmonize our hearts open through trust so we can hear his voice like a dog whistle, okay? And at any time, at any time, your coach can just go, hey, hug your wife. She needs a hug. You might have thought, buy some chocolates, go out for expensive dinner, do this. I mean, Holy Spirit's going, all she needs is a little bit of love. Go hug your wife. And the next moment, your marriage is flying. Are you with me? Simple little things. But in our flesh, we're always trying to make it this big thing. Why? Because we're trying to get the glory. Let him get the glory. Amen? Let him get the glory. He deserves it. You don't. You're a muhu like me. (laughs) That's a cool t-shirt. Muhu like me. (laughs) But I've always found that the Holy Spirit solutions are so much simpler. Always. It's like like you say, you know, we got all this. And he's like, just do this. And that one thing you do has a much bigger impact than all the things you had lined up. You know, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Beautiful is the only word for it. You know what I'm saying? So as believers, when we talk about this journey, right, because it is a journey. It's, it's a daily journey that we need to take, right? And, uh, to, and it is discipline that we need to develop over time. Are you with me? You know, we always, we always tell people the only difference between us up here listening to God versus you is that we've just had a couple of years of disciplining going from carnality to spiritual. When we hear something, we, we, we've just been disciplined in how we process it. Are you with me? And every single one of us, we shouldn't be waiting for big moments in our lives to try and be spiritual or look to the spirit, you know? <clears throat> there's an a, a old saying, what, don't build during the, the storm. Right? I know Jesus said, foolish man and the wise, the rock in this. I'm talking about it's easier to build when there's no storm. Are you guys with me? When there's no trouble. But unfortunately, in that scenario, like you gave now about the parenting, a lot of us is like, oh, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. Then when the trouble's there, then we're like, oh, I need it. Oh, my gosh. Where is it, right? But this journey, guys, of, of going from carnal to spiritual, we need to remember that it is every single day. It's not hard work, right? It's not a burden. It's nothing like that. It's actually your process of awaking to righteousness. Are you with me? Because we all are righteous in Jesus, amen? We've been made a new creation. We're righteous by the blood. So this journey of awaking to righteousness is every day my why that you were talking about. My why is no longer myself or the world. My why is now Christ. Are you guys with me? And start that in the smallest things. Tomorrow's Monday. Everyone's like, ugh. Okay, that's the first why we need to tackle, okay? Because <laughs> even, even if our day started on Tuesday, on Monday night, you're going to be like, ugh. <laughs> All right? <laughs> the key is now why. It's like, listen, 
Tomorrow is like, oh, I have to wake up and work. No, your new why is, wait a minute, I have a purpose here. My purpose as a steward is to wake up tomorrow morning by the grace of God. I'm going to go out with a purpose to serve people and to give to them. And I'm going to use the gifts and talents God has given me. Are you guys with me? Now that sounds great, but practice it again when your alarm goes off tomorrow morning at 5.30. Are you with me? Because what's going to happen? I know it's a trivial example, you know, but the principle is always the same. If, you're gonna, if that alarm's going to go off tomorrow morning at 5.30, and I'm not judging anyone for how many times you press snooze, Lord knows I've fallen many times in that regard, but it's fine, right? Immediately when that goes off and that why springs into gear, right, you have a choice in that moment. Which why are you going to commit to? You could choose in that moment, oh, ugh, man, I'm going to get into this team's meeting now, and ugh, they're going to talk for an hour, ugh, you know? All of a sudden, your Monday's ruined. You don't even have energy past 10, let alone the rest of the day, right? But if you wake up in that morning and you immediately start with a consciousness of God and you accept that that team's meeting needs to happen, but you know what? By the grace of God, I will overcome this team's meeting. I'm being dramatic, okay? Because it's, <laughs> it's a trivial example. But how much more if we build a discipline in the small things, how much more when it comes to the meatier issues of life are we going to experience effortless success? Are you with me? Effortless success is not God doing it, guys. Effortless success is you becoming disciplined to walk in his grace. Are you with me? That's what effortless success is. We read all the promises, right? Yeah, we, we read all the promises. The promises are yes and amen in Christ. If you are a believer, you are in Christ. Then you say, okay, cool. Then all the promises are yes and amen. And then you say, okay, cool. Where are they? Because what are you doing? You're looking at your life and you're saying, ah. Ah. You know? <laughs> you look at your life and you're like, where are the promises? It's a good question. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. Thanks, Daryl. Daryl. No, we don't have a new guy at laptop. It's Daryl. Okay. <clears throat> all right. We're going to read a bit, okay? So it says here, For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from, which, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Right? I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being. Now listen, where's the strengthening of the power starting it's starting in your inner being. It's starting in your heart. Are you guys with me? That's where it's starting. So if you need power outside in your life, right, you need to find it in a specific place. Can you see here? Strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Because there is a different experience that takes place when you are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? Now, empowered by the Holy Spirit is not only filling stadiums, laying hands, all that stuff. Guys, it's everyday life. It's for everything you need. Like you said about your, your, the coach, with every little thing, he's saying, hey, just go this way or just go that way or try this. Are you with me? Every single day with everything, choose to experience that. Because what people do is, is that they see the promises, but they leave this part out. See, you need to carry the conviction of the promise in your heart, the persuasion of it, 
before you're going to place a demand on it externally. A lot of people do it based on the word, the word being true, but in their heart, they're like, I just hope it happens. But the Bible tells us what is faith. Faith is absolute persuasion. It's trust. It's trust. Are you with me? And absolute persuasion doesn't come from parrot fashion, learning, whatever. It comes through experience. It comes through tangibly feeling and tasting and touching and, and hearing. It comes through that tangible experience. That knowing, it's like, hey, I may not know all scripture, but, but I know him. You know what? I don't have every apologetic answer that an atheist may have about the Bible. But I'll tell you one thing. Man, I know God. And that's going to go way further for you in your life than going and doing five years of apologetic theological seminary. Okay? Are you guys with me? That's all great if the former has happened. But now look what happens after this. Are we on 16? Right? Uh, in his spirit, in your inner being, uh, through his spirit, in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Do you know how hard it is for a carnal person to believe that God loves you? Do you know how hard it is? Because everything in your life, you think God's doing it to you. The basic reasoning is, how can God love me? My life is bad. How can God love me? I hit a pothole this morning. Again, trivial examples, but I love how everyone gets triggered, right? Trivial examples. You see, if you are carnal, right, you cannot have faith in God's love for you. Because, you see, our perception of love is value, peace, wholeness. But in the carnal, we have none of that. The carnal is imperfect. You'll find out tomorrow morning at 5.30 when the alarm goes off, <laughs> Right? But what does it say here? So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Now, faith is not a carnal principle. Faith is a principle of the heart. Are you guys with me? Let's carry on reading. And I pray that you being rooted and established in what? In love, right? May have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be full to the measure of all the fullness of God. I'm going to hold on. He says, you may be full to the measure of all the fullness of God. Where does that filling happen, guys? You see, if you're a carnal person, you're measuring all your external things now. Oh, this filling's not happening. I'm in overdraft. No, no, you read it wrong. Uh, this filling's not happening. I only have one car. No, you read it wrong. The filling is in your inner man. Are you with me? Now, people read verse 20 without even caring about what we read now, and then they go out there. Pastor, I believe that God can do... What does it say? Now. I'm sorry. Go next. Oh, I don't want to quote it wrong. Verse 20. Notice it says now. That means something had to happen before. To him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask, imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. People want to say, God can do immeasurably more than I could think or imagine. That is true. But is it true for you? Because we just read what needs to happen 
before this can be true in your heart. See, the Word of God is truth. Even if no one believes it, it's truth. But when the Word of God is taken and put it in your heart, mixed with faith, it produces in the nature of God. So it's good that you know God can do immeasurably more than all you can think or imagine, blah, 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 all that stuff, right? Woo! But do you have the environment that's going to produce that? The environment isn't this building. The environment isn't your education or your money or anything like that. The environment is this inner being that is rooted and established in love. Are you guys with me? This is the life God is calling us to. Is that in every moment when we feel stress, we feel lack, all these things in our physical or our, our broken soul, right? He's asking us in that moment, change your why. If you think your life sucks, all the reasons of why that you have, God's calling you to change them. He's calling you to change your why. Change your why to Jesus and you will be thankful for your life. You think the people in your life suck? Change your why to Jesus and you will be thankful for them. You will love them and you will serve them. Amen? Amen. See, the carnal Christian just adds Jesus and goes to Jesus so they can have a better carnal experience. Are you with me? So they add Jesus to their carnal experience. They go to him because they want the carnal stuff. They're pleasure seekers. They're pleasure seekers. Are you with me? They're not love seekers. They're pleasure seekers. See, like a guy who goes to a hall. He doesn't love her. He's just going for pleasure. Are you with me? But when a man commits to a woman, he goes, yes, I want this commitment in here because I want something deeper than just the pleasure of sex. I want this relationship thing. You know, I'm actually looking for something that goes so way deeper than just the pleasure of physical that I'm going to have a companion even when we don't see eye to eye. I know there's still love that connects us. Even when we're going through trouble, I've got that person who's got my back no matter what. It goes way deeper than just sex or pleasure. But somebody who has connected with this love that Bash just read out of the Scripture, who's rooted and grounded in the love of God, they are somebody that is not trying to add Jesus or go to Jesus for pleasure in their carnal life. They have seen something so valuable that they say, I'm willing to give up my life. I'm willing to die to self to experience your love. Amen? If you stay as a carnal Christian, you will be spiritually sluggish. You'll be spiritually slow. You'll, be, uh, you'll not be able to produce when God needs you to produce. And unfortunately, as a carnal Christian, a pleasure seeker, and not a God seeker, a life seeker, you hardly ever bump into the promises of God. You will get the stuff you want, but you will pierce yourself with many sorrows. See, the promises of God, the real lover of your soul, is I'll get those things that your heart desires in my time, not your time, because I want to build a man before I build a business. I want to build a woman before I build a home. I want to build 
the people before I can build a marriage. I want to build a father before I can give him children. You see, when we come to him with that value in our hearts, knowing that this is where life is and we're willing to die to ourselves for it, we just bump into the promises. We bump into them. Why? Because we're not seeking the pleasure. We're seeking the truth. We're seeking the power of life in Him. Not some distant, weird, satanic promise from the devil trying to tempt you to have all the kingdoms of the world just like He did to Jesus. What do you think He was doing? He was saying, come, bow down to me. I'll give you all this. He's doing it to you every day. He's doing it to me every day. But Jesus knew who he was. He knew that he was. What was said to him just before he went into the desert? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Had Jesus done anything to deserve that? No. But he knew by faith who he was in God. Amen? This is what it's all about, folks. Give up on this life that you think that you is going to make you happy. Give it into God's hands. And I am to lead you into complete rest. Amen. He's so good. He is so good. Don't you want to just effortlessly bump into your promises? Yes. But here's the key. You can't stay carnal. You've got to realize carnality is death. Do you know when Gideon's soldiers, I, think, I can't remember now, when they were on to war, God instructed him and said, the ones who drink from the, the pail with their heads down, they must go. They're not worthy to be in the army. He said, but those who go in and they put their face in the trough and they scoop the water up and they keep their eyes open on the enemy. He said, those are the ones you're going to work with. But the ones who put their heads down and just suck the water up without keeping their eyes up, they're spiritually sluggish. They're carnal. They're asleep. Are you with me? Be awake. Be spiritual. Seek after the spiritual things. And not only will you be alright, but you will be ready to help other souls around you because you're not sluggish. You're not me, myself, and I. Me, myself, and I, God cannot use you. I'm sorry. How cool is it that you get to bump into the things your heart desires while you're serving your brother and your sister? Wow, double whammy, compounded peace, joy. Amen? That's the life God has for you. But do you want it? I said, do you want it? Amen. Give him a big round of applause. Come on. Praise the Lord. Let's go to, let's close up for the scripture. Uh, Hebrews 6.12. Can you give me the amplified version? So that you will not be spiritually sluggish, but will instead be imitators of those who through faith lean on God with absolute trust and confidence in Him and in His power. And by patient endurance, even when suffering, are now inheriting the promises. Amen? Through faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God. 
Man, he's so good. Stand up to your feet and give him a round of applause. And let's close in prayer this morning. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you graced us with your tangible presence this morning. Holy Spirit, what a privilege we have being sons and daughters of the Most High God and experiencing the power and the wisdom and knowledge of our Father, experiencing the safety, the direction, oh, everything that you so constantly just give freely to us. We thank you for that, Holy Spirit. I pray, Holy Spirit, that my brothers and sisters in this room this morning, they see the importance of dumping the carnality and holding fast to their spiritual position in you. Hand in hand with the Holy Spirit, walking through all the trials, all the tribulations, walking into all the gifts, all the promises, into all the blessings, having the nature of God where they never change according to what they're going through, but they are the same yesterday, today, and forever because they are so connected to the one who never changes. They are so steadfast. They are so strong. They are so powerful. They are such valuable parents. They are such valuable workers. They are such visionaries in their business. They have all the blessings of walking hand in hand with you, Holy Spirit. I pray, even those who have never stretched out their hands and tried to walk with you, that I pray from this moment on, Holy Spirit, show yourself to them. Show how available you are to them. And I pray that their hearts open and you lead them from today into all life, all truth, and all your promises. And all those who love the Lord said, Amen. Amen. Have an awesome Sunday, guys.